In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be discussing the impressive win against Kievo. We'll be previewing the Coppa Italia match against Bologna, the Serie A match against Palermo, this week's Moji, Ranocchia and Maratti of the week, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Con Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo! E lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti! La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter! L'Inter vince! E Dillo, campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! I più forti siamo noi! Bentornati to another episode. Welcome back to another episode of Studio Inter. Uh, I'm your host, Nima Talaloyeruzzari, and I'm really happy to be recording this episode again, especially after what happened last week. Uh, sorry, last uh, this, this part last Saturday. Uh, someone I'm guessing is not equally as happy is the former chief editor of Gazeta World, Uh, the current editor of uh, Marcia in English and former editor of this uh, Forza Italian Football, Mr. David Schiavone. Ciao, Niva. Um, I was happy until about, what, about 88 minutes, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine. Life was good. <laughs> um, well, I'm also joined by, my, by the usual suspects, Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Welcome, Mohamed. Hi, guys. Well, thank you for having me again. And Mr. Max DeLuca, all the way from Canada. And Max, I got to say, I had a, I got a question from somebody who's, who wrote me on WhatsApp, a friend of mine, Joey. Shout out to Joey. He said, one of those guys has to be from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he's like, he's got the thickest Canadian accent I've heard in my life. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> right. Before we move any further, uh, David... Um, You're not a Kievo supporter, but you're a Kievo aficionado. Now, sympathizer. <laughs> sympathizer. Okay, I, I prefer aficionado. It sounds much more uh, sounds much more interesting. Uh, does that have anything to do with the fact that you used to have a fantastically impressive beard, and Moscardelli used to have a fantastically impressive? Beard? Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, I had it first. I think so. I think, I think he, he maybe seen me at one of the games one day, and it was like, I like that look, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. But then he did it bigger and better, so. <laughs> He definitely did it bigger and better. So how come how come Kievo? Uh, it's a well convoluted story. It started off on the very early days of the Forza Italian Football podcast, where me and my cohort at the time, who was also called David, decided we made a, a silly bet really about Kievo, and then basically I was basically saying that Kiva wouldn't get relegated and he was against it. And kind of fr- it just really stemmed from there, to be honest. Just And and then, well, obviously you guys will know, and then the Italian football community, people generally don't like Kievo, so I kind of reinforced my position of being, <laughs> being a person. It's like, no, no, I'm going to stick up for them, so somebody has to, so I've done that since. Anti-David. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 I understand that. Right, um, well... 
let's start with the game itself. As you mentioned, uh, you were happy for 85 minutes. Uh, were you really? Because Inter were really dominating you guys. It wasn't exactly like the first match uh, in, the, in the beginning of the season. Yeah, but we had Stefano Sorrentino who was just <laughs> on form, just d- d- didn't even have it. Well, it had lots to do, but it was easy for him. It was just a normal game. Um, one thing I would say about it is if this game was earlier on in the season, we would have won that. Um if you had Frank De Boer in charge, with with, with Pioli in charge, can I, uh, as the game wore on, I thought, no, you, you, I've seen all the guys getting tired. I thought, that no, Inter are going to do, they're going to get something here, they're going to get at least a point. And then when, when you when you kind of got that point, I thought, right, that's it, done. But then you just kind of powered on and got the three points, so it was a bit um, more than what I expected, uh, to be honest. Well, when we had Frank De Boer, Walter Birsa looked like Kaká and you beat us, uh, what was it, 2-0? Uh, he scored a brace in the beginning, so um, <laughs> that kind of already happened. But Walter Birsa always looks like Kaká. People just don't realise it. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you, I'll leave, with that comment, I'll leave you over to Mohammed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, all in all, I think... Uh, like like you uh, like you just uh, mentioned uh, now, had it been the old Inter, whether it be under Frank de Boer, uh, Mancini, uh, Mazzari, uh, I think uh, there's there's just a sense, this belief, whether it's in the squad, uh, the spectators, even us last week on the podcast predicting uh, the scores for this week, there's a genuine sense of belief that despite being one goal down, despite barely uh, making uh, real credible chances in the first half, a couple of good saves. There's a sense that, all right, guys, no, uh, no heads are going to drop. We're going to continue pushing on and, and, and fighting till we, uh, till we make it happen. And I think that's what was uh, really impressive about Inter this week. Um, there wasn't a certain point where, where the game turned around for us. It was the same business as usual from minute one to minute 93, and uh, they got the job done. Um, what what surprised me though about Kiev, and I know you guys are uh, are, are, are I mean the the injury list is quite long, um, but I thought defensively, I thought you'd give us a harder time finding Sorrentino. You know, uh, what what do you think about that? Normally, Maran's sides are very very tough to break through. Is this something that's been happening recently? Or, yeah, no, I mean, it's something, it's, it's one thing that Kievov can always build on is having a good defence. I think two or three seasons ago, they had the best defence in the league, apart from Juventus, and I think last season they had one of the best defences as well. And even this season, the defence isn't particularly bad, but it's not as strong as it was before. And over the like over the years, it's always a constant problem that Kievov have a, yeah. an issue scoring goals. That's basically... A, we, we, the way that Kevo kind of survived in Serie A for so long is tight defence, don't concede a lot and get the odd goal here and there and kind of they had a great kind of striker to do that in Alberto Paloski but selling him to get some money Sergio Polisi is getting on a bit and Medjerini as much as he can do amazing assists at points he's not really kind of there in terms of a 20 goal a striker striker yeah. or even a 10 goal a season striker sorry um, Flora Flores is exactly the same. Like you're not going to get 15 goals at him. You're lucky to get double figures. And Roberto Inglesi, again, same story. So that that that's kind of been the 
the main issue in my in my view is like the, they had a really uh, an Inzaghi type striker in Poloski that they've never adequately replaced and, and Poloski would, would get into double figures regularly and it would it would kind of make those draws wins and make um kind of hard fought games into draws and stuff like that where it needs to be and obviously the defence as well is uh, I think it was in the Gazetta Sport when we got beat off Atalanta that uh, the the team's just yeah. super old. Like it really is. The team yeah. is just so old now, and I think you can get away with having a tight defense and having a lot of players kind of in their early thirties. But now a lot of them are getting to mid thirties, and that's obviously proven a problem. I.e., they can't go at the same level for ninety minutes as we you saw at the weekend. But despite yeah. that, yeah, sorry. Uh, despite that, uh, you know, you don't need. It doesn't matter if your if your strikers are 30, 35, 40, 45 when the opposition fields Danilo D'Ambrosio. <laughs> you'll score a goal anyway. I mean, <laughs> why did Ranocchio? Why did Ranocchio not play? Come on, guys, get something. Yeah, exactly. Like we, I mean, you know, Nagatomo, D'Ambrosio, and uh, <laughs> Ranocchio. I mean, what what was he doing, D'Ambrosio? I mean, Max, seriously, what what were you? Were you as angry as I was when you saw that? Well, you saw what he did? Yeah, I mean, just get gold so- goal side on the corner. I couldn't believe it. Uh, the corner kick was allowed to drop waist high, and Policier had the easiest of finishes. It was unbelievable. It was, it was, it, and the thing is, it wasn't thanks to Pelissi's fantastic movement. Oh, hold on, hold on, just come on, come on, me, That's exactly what it was. See, oh, come see. On. <laughs> he was standing there. The ball basically came to him, and he couldn't believe that. Oh, I'm not being marked. Okay, I'll score a goal then. It's a, mag- I mean, it's a magnetic sense he has. The ball uh, just yeah. goes <laughs> in the perfect yeah. position. So he's Magneto then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, guys, it's 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 fi- it's fair. Like sometimes D'Ambrosio just wants a little cuddle inside the the penalty box. He deserves <laughs> to get one. You know, that's all he wanted. Yeah, though. Just a little bit of hug. Yeah, it's a bit of a man. Yeah, man. He had a bromance with the policier. <laughs> no, but 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 I mean, if disregarding that, I mean, I I I, I got a, I don't know, Max. Did you feel at all worried despite the fact that Kiev took the lead? Because I was not worried. I felt that Inter were going to pull this one through. Well, right after they scored, the camera panned. Uh, I was watching it on Ryan International here in Canada, and the camera panned over to Pioli, and uh, he wasn't yelling, he wasn't screaming, he was actually clapping in his hands in encouragement, just uh, saying, "Come on, boys, um, let's go, keep your heads up," that sort of thing. And yeah, I wasn't usually when Inter go a goal down, I start worrying, usually crack open a beer, something along those lines. But yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I just felt confident that it's a different Inter side <laughs> than the first week of the season under De Boer. It truly is. And just to piggyback off uh, David's point earlier, um, I, I looked at Kiev, I did a little bit of research, and yeah, that's four straight losses in all competitions, outscored 11-3 to in the process, and I'm like, what is going on with their back line? Then I looked it up, Gambarini 35, Danelli 37, Gobby 36, Sorrentino 37, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, Gambarini's I mean, uh, 35 already, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, Gab- Gobby is what? What did you say? How old he was? Thirty-five. Gobby's thirty-six. He's thirty-six, and still he managed to completely humiliate Cristiano Ansaldi before he was <laughs> he was substituted. Did you see that when he just ran past him? I was I was pulling my hair. I was like, this cannot be happening. Inter really need to sort out the fullback situation. I mean, right now. I, I, I don't know. We've said it so many times, and I, it's like it's gotten to the point where you, you, it's like Groundhog Day every time we talk about the Inter's fullbacks because they're really not good enough. But what? what but it, but they're really. I mean, it's just it's really embarrassing to watch. But um, what's what? How, but let's go back to Kievo. What, what, 
do you think that relegation is a serious threat this season? And if not, unless there is a, how far away are we? Are Kievo from being relegated? Uh, oh, if we, if it's time, Kievo won't get relegated. Yeah, Kiev- no, no, no. The Kiev are one of the. They're, they're always one of the better teams of that kind of relegation threatened group, if you like. I mean, this season you've got the likes of um, like Palermo are horrendous, for example, and Crotone and Pescara oh, yeah. are, are essentially down. So the three teams that are in the relegation zone are going to be relegated this season. I can't see any way back for either of them. And Kiev are. They've always been. A, mid, a mid-table team as, as much as people like to say oh cable rubbish they're boring they play terrible negative football they always end up 10th 11th place pretty much every season that's true um, and it's just, it's just what they do they kind of get to that kind of 40 point mark what I think right now this happened last season for example they got to the 40 point mark quite quickly and then just thought right not relegated let's Take a break, <laughs> relax. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. The amount of times I've watched them and like go to the games, and you think, right, come on. There's the slight possibility. Obviously, it would be amazing, but there's a possibility of kind of European football because they can't beat the big teams. They've done it. They do it almost every season. They all gave it always. They like they like Italy in a sense where they play to the opposition. So mm. when they come against Juventus, against Inter, against Milan, they'll play to that level. When you but when they're playing Empoli or. Pescara, the rubbish, which is quite annoying to watch because you think, right, if you could just play, like put in a performance like you did last weekend where you got a point against Juve or something, then you'll be okay. But it's just one of those things. They're a small team. The, the aim is always to avoid relegation. And the structure at the club, Moran, I think, is an amazing coach. I, I don't understand why he hasn't had a bigger job. I think he's a brilliant coach. Um, with him there and just the way that the club's run, I don't, I don't really see anything dangerous in terms of relegation at all well maybe not this season but given what max said and also yourself about the age about mid-30s and and you, you, being in dessert you know being in, in, in acute screaming you know screaming for new blood to come in there's going to be like a shift in generation and new players mm. coming in because you know this police can't play till he's 40 uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> fingers crossed you fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like, but I mean, how I mean, look going forward, and obviously, Kiev being not exactly the richest club in the world, they they can't exactly, they don't have, they they can't afford to sell ten players and buy ten players like you know of, of Serie A quality in one in one go. Do you, do you, are you afraid going forward that maybe if this kind of rejuvenation doesn't start this summer, there there could be problems down the line? <laughs> not really. I th- I just think the club is so well run. I, I, like you know how you, I, I'll take Palermo as an opposite example. Palermo, <laughs> Pal- Palermo sack sack managers left, right, and centre. The like the the president's mental. Whereas Campodelli has been at Chievo since the the mid nineteen eighties, and I think it was his dad before that that ran the club. So I mean, it's it's a club that's just generally stable, and I think that kind of helps. Um, Inter's another example. Inter kind of. Uh, especially recently chopped and changed managers so much changed owners and things like that and it brings a bit of instability to the club whereas Kievov kind of had a rock almost to build a foundation to build on that doesn't really change in terms of bringing in players that's just a case of selling some for decent money I think uh, China, teams in China are interested in Walter Bierza so obviously he's fallen in <laughs> the, 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 this next kind of rich rich list of players to go over there so if he goes over there get some money in sign a couple of players that'll be fine I'm honestly not worried. I, I think there are far, far too many worse teams than Kievo to, to be kind of um, 
worried about relegation next season or anything like that. Well, um, speaking of which, um, we we have a every after every game at, at Semprinter.com, people can vote for uh, the best Inter player, uh, man of the the Inter man of the match against Kievo. Because the you know boy, joint both teams, I think we can both we can all agree that it was Sorrentino. He was he was fantastic. Uh, but as, uh, which Inter player do you think our readers voted for, David? Oh. Was it the new boy Galliardini? No, he came in third, actually. Oh. Uh, right. Mohamed, what do you think? I would have said uh, Gagliardini as well. Uh, he was my for me, for me he, was, he was my man of the match as well, and I voted for him. But no, he finished third. Yeah. Max? Max? Maurito. Yes, Maurito. With the Absolutely. slimmest of margins. With the slimmest of margins. One, one 1.5% ahead of Jeffrey Condogbia in second position. Uh, with uh, Gagliardini in third. Uh, on uh, 19.2%. So 30.5% Cardi, 28.4% Condogbia, and 19.2% Gagliardini. And then uh, Ivan the Great, Perisic, on uh, yeah. 17%. So it really was between them, but it was it was those four who were the best players. But uh, Icardi, the Icardi lovers beat the Icardi haters this time around. <laughs> 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 right. Speak. Um, what's up? What's next for you now, Dave? Are you gonna get back into Italian football at all, or uh, or, or what really happened with Gazeta World? Because a lot of people have been asking. Yeah, no, just the interest level isn't what people expect in Italian football, or what? Well, uh, it's a bit of a complicated one, and I can't really go too much into it. But the overall interest level really wasn't what Gazeta expected it to be, outside of Italy. Um, so will you will you get back into Italian football? Yeah, with, no, no, uh, I'm getting back into Italian football with Forza Italian football, which is what I did before. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a mix between Spanish and Italian, which is lots of fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I've always, you you know Nima, I've always done Italian football. It's kind of yeah, it's, it's my thing, if you like. Yeah. Um, and you're just gonna do some stuff with there. We've just started a YouTube channel, so doing a lot more kind of video content rather than written content, which obviously. I'm sure all your listeners of go to same printer and get loads of obviously all their inter content on there because you guys do bloody hundreds of it. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> and thanks, can, thanks. Uh, uh, on my, like my Twitter feed is just basically it's just like separators every bit. It's like all the time. It's crazy. Um, so so we're 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 kind of doing a bit more video stuff to go to, to kind of complement because there, there is a lot of written content on various places on Italian football. So. We're thinking more on the video side, particularly because we've got a few guys who are in Italy as well. So it kind of brings a different dimension to people who follow internationally who can maybe read a lot of stuff, but maybe don't get that kind of same or want to maybe feel the same atmosphere, what it's like to go to games, be in games and things like that. So that that's kind of where we're uh, trying to move forward with it. Nice, so, nice. so 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 subscribe, well, <laughs> please. Yeah, I was gonna say, where do they go if you want to subscribe? Well, like, what's the, is it? Just Forza Italian Football, all in one word on YouTube, or how does it? It's Forza Italian Football official on YouTube, um, or if you, there's loads of stupid letters as well. But if you go to <laughs> if you go to ForzaTimeFootball.com, one of the posts will have the video on it and stuff as well. And there's a YouTube link on there, or just search in YouTube Forza Italian Football, and they should find it. If they don't, then YouTube needs to. Sort their search engine out. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming uh, uh, on uh, coming on and discussing Kievo with us. And uh, I heard a vicious rumor that you no longer boast that fantastic Moscardelli beard anymore. Well, uh, uh, not yet, but I will be being chopped off soon because the spring comes and then it gets a bit hot and things like that. <laughs> uh, and, and a few of my good friends are like, "Yeah, you need to get rid of it." So. <laughs> and, uh, so it's like it's one of those hard decisions it's like it's kind of losing a loved one almost <laughs> yeah I, I gotta say I, I wanted to take a picture of it but you refused last time we met because I was so impressed with your beard but I tell you this next time we meet I'm taking a sneaky one <laughs> if you still got if it if I've still got it then that's a deal <laughs> nice one thanks David pleasure guys cheers cheers Ciao, David bye Right. Um, I just wanted to get into before we move on to um, this this thing about Inter scoring goals in the last minute, Inter time, as I've named it. Um, <laughs> we're twelve goals in 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 the last in the seventy fifth minute, and and after uh, and and, uh, and after the seventy fifth minute, Inter have scored twelve goals this season. That can't just be chance. What do you think, Max? It's belief, as uh, Mohammed uh, alluded to earlier. And uh, belief is half the battle in uh, in football. So it's great to see. Um, it's good to know that we're never out of it. Um, Perisic seems to have a knack for getting these late goals, which is a, a trend I hope continues. Because um, the break was good for him. I remember on a previous podcast you were saying that he's probably um, the best player for the calendar year. Yeah. And... Uh, he kind of slowed down at the, uh, in December. I thought. I thought he was tired, but uh, this break, he's come back. He's come back in full force, and it's great to see. And these late goals. Remember Manchester United Fergie time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, it's, it's a good trait to have. That's a trait that championship teams have. So, we'll see. Right. Well, uh, the Kiev game marked the twentieth uh, match, uh, just uh, just over the halfway point of the season, and uh, we thought we'd going to review uh, Inter season so far. And in order to do this, uh, we're we're joined. I'm very happy that he accepted to, because I know how busy he is. Uh, the Serie A commentator that I've identified with uh, Italian football with since since beginning streaming mac- matches, Mr. Marco Palmieri. Welcome to Studio Inter. Hello, hello. Thanks. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, you perfectly. No, just <laughs> excellent. I'm just testing the uh, <laughs> the equipment that I have here. So yeah, okay. Good to well, be here. Good, good to have you. Um, what did you What did you make of Inter's game against the Kievo? Just briefly. Uh, very impressed. Very impressed. Uh, I think there are a lot of positives to take away from that game. Um, personally, I think. Just it was a sign of maturity. Like it just, you know, despite the fact that it took 70 minutes for them to score, they um, they still looked like, you know, scoring the whole match. They they created plenty of opportunities. They uh, they attacked from the outset, and showed character. And the fact that this, you know, despite the fact that they were trailing, they managed to get back and and win. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, but speaking of which, we, we invited you to help us uh, to, to review into season so far. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd ask you a little bit to kind of delve into that. Well, it started miserably, then it's gone really well. Do you think, I mean, how far can you see this Pioli success train go? That's uh, a very good question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, now that they've finally started to get some consistency, I think... Um, 
Pioli has found a key to this Inter team. And uh, I think the players, especially on Saturday night, you know, they, they basically showed that they trust whatever he's doing. You know, whatever he gives them during the week is something that they look forward to uh, putting into practice on the weekend. And uh, I don't think, you know, okay, it was Kievo. The next two matches are very important against lower positions. Teams that, you know, traditionally you'd think it's going to be easy six points, but, um, you know, there's always a, a banana skin ready to, to slip up on in Italian football. So you want to make sure that you, you put them away as quickly as possible and, and, and concentrate on the next match. But, I mean, looking at the whole season in, in, as a whole, uh, you're right. It was a, a dreadful start, but I don't think you can put all of the blame on De Boer. I think it was a combination of factors, the preseason uh, with uh, Mancini wasn't uh, ideal. I think there were still some players that were drifting away from Mancini. They didn't agree with him even before the start of the season. He kind of uh, he knew that, and and he he took he took action before um, before he made was made to look bad. But uh, I think it, it reflected badly on 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 the club in in the end, and and it was a start that no one would would really have have wanted. They went with De Boer, and uh, I think there was a combination of factors, as I said, not just um, uh, the preseason, but just you know he didn't choose the players. He's he was new to Italian football. There was a language barrier. There was a, a plenty of things that you can you can point the finger at. And and at the end, I think with the change in coach into uh, as a club uh, turned the corner, and and he has uh, a lot of merit. Stefano Pioli has definitely been able to, to, to motivate the players. And, and as I mentioned, Saturday night was just uh, another example of that. I mean, and five wins in a row, consistency finally. And, and I think uh, they'll, they'll be ready to take on the champions in, in two weeks' time. Max, do you, do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think management put the, the boar in a position to succeed. It was basically a blueprint for disaster and disaster ensued. It, it, uh, it was to be expected. And <laughs> I have nothing against the boar. I kind of feel bad for him. I can empathize with the boar. But saying that, we won, as Marco uh, alluded to, we've won five games in a row. And we're still six points off the pace <laughs> for a Champions League spot. So it's kind of discouraging. Mm. They asked Pioli that earlier tonight, uh, or uh, what's his name, uh, Scarpini asked him on Inter Channel uh, ahead of the Bologna game about that, and he said that basically, you know, is it is it psychologically? Do you think you're putting pressure on the teams, d- despite them not losing points when you keep winning, or or is it kind of serves to break you down? And he was he just kind of didn't want to talk about it, which is kind of understandably, uh, Mohammed. Yeah, I was. Um, I wanted to ask generally uh, when <clears throat> I think all of us when 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 the season first started and uh, after the summer mercato and uh, and how things were going, we looked at the roster, we looked at uh, the the different squads, and personally, I I looked at Inter and I thought, barring the whole De Boer uh, coming in uh, just uh, twelve days before the season started, I really genuinely thought that Inter had a top three squad. In the Serie A, Marco, do you still think this is the case? Like now, now, when you look at Inter, do you think, okay, so if we t- discount the first whatever 10, 10 games or so of the season, do you think that we we as Inter deserve uh, a top three sp- top three uh, finish? 
Uh, well, on paper, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's no yeah. question. Um, whether or not, you know, and to deserve to be in the top three, we'll have to wait till the end of the season. We are only oh, halfway through. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, uh, as you look, at, if you look at the paper on paper, it's 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 strong in every department. There, there is no yeah. question that it is a very well-structured team. And and I think um, Pioli has definitely got the right material to work with. Uh, it just needs to, to, to continue, I guess, on this, you know, recent Even, trend and and maybe taking on the bigger opponents uh, we'll we'll see i mean lazio was a good test um we saw well fiorentina they they swept aside fiorentina and then you know we saw last night just how how good a team they are as well you know when they when they put their minds to it so i think we we can match it with the best if we're on our game or if if inter are on their game and so it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, second half of the season yeah. You, and you say that despite the fact that D'Ambrosio, Nagatomo, Ansaldi and Santon are Inter's fullbacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of question about that that role. Um, Ansaldi, I think, was positive the other night. I think he's had one of his better games. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Michael. I know you've got to be diplomatic, but I mean, I do. it's shit. I mean, let's be honest. It hasn't been working since the days of Maicon and Maxwell. Come on, let's be honest. No, um, it's it's they're two players that definitely Inter will will, will want <laughs> would have wanted to hold on to, I guess, for as long as possible. But that was uh, never going to be possible. They they've experimented a lot. I think looking ahead at the future, I mean, Darmian is obviously a, a target. Also uh, from Zenit, uh, there is um, Krishito. Uh, exactly. He's another player. I mean, if if and if the Sunin group are willing. If they're willing to pay their salary, they'll be really. <laughs> I think they'd, they'd be great inclusions to the side. I mean, yeah. this talk of Ricardo Rodriguez from Wolfsburg, yeah, the Cristiano talk has kind of died down. His agent has said that you know if they, you know, he's he's got a long contract and it will cost him a lot of money. But mm. I, I I haven't seen this uh, Ricardo Rodriguez of Wolfsburg. Have you have you seen him much, Marco? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. Um, so I, I I don't really <laughs> I can't really comment, but. Uh, you know, I think sorry, they've invested in Ansaldi. I, I honestly, I think D'Ambrosio has had some good games. They're they're not top-notch players, but they they have uh, quality. You know, they they do have quality to give, and they just need to perform. Yeah, I think Ansaldi had the best twenty minutes uh, in an Inter jersey. The first twenty minutes, he was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have to and, agree. And then he reverted back to normal and salty mode for the rest. But it was a it was a positive twenty minutes. So I I, I just gotta say I still I still can't I, I think I've seen that I, I went to this website to watch the entire game again and that part when Gobi runs runs past on Saldi and just humiliates him I think I've like I've I've I've, t- I've seen it like a hundred times it's just and he's like what 35, 36, Gobi and on Saldi just oh it's just. I don't know. I'm, I, I agree. I, I don't want to, as I said, I don't want to give up on Ansaldi just yet because we know he's been injured. He came to Inter injured. But when it comes to D'Ambrosio, he shouldn't be our starting, like a starting player. I think Darmian Rodriguez or whoever we bring in and we need to do something good with that. Right. I um, have uh, another sorry, quick go, question. Go. Uh, sorry, if, if you no, don't go, mind. Go. Um, no, no, go, go. Okay, so so now we have uh, Gagliardini. We've got uh, Condogbia who's playing very well. We have a uh, motivated and impressive Brozovic. Uh, Joao Mario, of course, and uh, Banega. What's going on? What do we do? 
Um, we've got uh, three guys, uh, five guys on, on, on three positions. How, how does Purely fit them? What's the best module, do you think? Um, do, are we going to have to let one of them go in, in January or in summer? I don't know, just uh, wondering. Interesting question. What do you what do you take, uh, Marco? Um, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I was breaking up there. I didn't get to to hear the question. Could, sir, could you repeat that, please? Yeah, sure. I'm saying um, now in midfield we've got Gagliardini. We've got Condogbia, who's who's playing very very well, best football he's played uh, for Inter. We've got a motivated and impressive Brozovic, and João Mario and Banega. Five guys, three positions, all doing quite well for themselves. Uh, what do you think is the best way forward? Are we going to be able to keep all five, considering that there's no Europe this season? Uh, if so, who do we let go? If not, then who's purely going to bench consistently? What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we should do going forward? I I don't think Pioli um, will be thinking this is a problem. Actually, he's uh, it's it's, you know, it's it's an embarrassment of riches, as they say. I think he <laughs> is very happy to have uh, the the alternative. I think he's realised that Banega and Jean Mario probably not suited to be playing in the same match together, but. He's, he's figured out and he's made a decision that, you know, as a tag team, they work very well. So really, those two, you know, I think if, they, if they're happy to, to continue the season like that, I think just the, the type of play that Banega has, it's not suited for, for complete 90 minutes. He's a, he's a player that uh, will take more risks. He'll always, you know, try and find uh, an offensive yeah. play. And, and, and Jean Mario may be a little bit more cautious. He he'll, won't give away... Uh, possession, he'll, um, you know, he's definitely another quality player. But two of them, you know, tag team, back to back, they work fine. As for the other three, um, I think they could be rotated. I think, well, Gagliardini was rather incredible. I don't think anybody expected him to to have a debut quite like the one that he did on um, on Saturday mm. night. He was positive from the start. He was close to scoring. Um, definitely made sure that Brozovic wasn't missed. Um, and you know, if if he can get his, uh, if he can start scoring goals like Brozovic, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be worth the, the twenty odd million that we that the Inter have paid for them for him. So um, I think uh, it's it's going to be a rather uh, uh, you know a, a positive for Inter if they manage to keep all five. I got to yeah, say that. We'll, oh, sorry, sorry, go go. Go ahead, Nima. No, no, sorry. No, I just uh, this, uh, speaking of the the thing for me, it's like I think Kondogbia Brozovic. Uh, Banega, Jean Mario, Gagliardini, they all give you, they're all different types of players and they kind of have different skill sets, which kind of, which is really good in the sense that because you need, you know, Italy is a very, I mean, Serie A is a very tactical league, as we all know, and you need different things from different player types and different player types and different games in order to win. And I thought it was brilliantly demonstrated against Kievo, which I thought Jean Mario did not have his best game. So they brought him off. And, and you know, you, you, I think it finally gives us the option to play in different ways and to use our midfield in different ways uh, in terms of uh, if you need physique dynamism if you want you know if you want that kind of regista um, and i think that's that's just that's just that's just a good thing uh, when it comes to Gagliardini, I, I, I mean, for me, as we mentioned earlier he 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 was my man of the match and he reminded me so much of Tiago Motta. I mean, no other comparisons beside that, but his movement, you know, from running into the opposition's box from deep really reminded me of Tiago Motta. Yeah, he looked very confident on the ball, didn't he? It, it, was, it was astounding. Uh, no one, as I said, expected uh, someone that young 
to, to just slot in in just a matter of days into the position and and perform and you know I guess a lot of that um, is due to Gasperini's coaching. I know it's his first real season in Serie A and uh, and Gasperini has put him in a, in, a, in a solid squad with Atalanta and so it was an easy transition for him but still um, I mean it, it, there were other players that were fielded from the first minute this this weekend um, if you think of Rincon oh no Rincon probably started he started the the cup match for Juventus but um, there was another a player that just moved on from um, from at, from Lazio um, uh, if I'm mistaken, who's the midfielder who went to, oh. to Genoa? Um, he uh, he didn't have that good a game <laughs> for, for Genoa. They lost, uh, <laughs> you know. So it's obviously something that um, you know it, it's rare to see somebody have such a great match in their in their debut match for a new club. And yeah, uh, if if he can. St- Score goals. I think that was the one thing that he was rowing in the post-match interviews. Is that he had the chances to score, you know? And <laughs> even just thinking about those goals, like the first shot on goal, was, you know. Yeah. I think, uh, and most, many midfielders would have even thought to to have a crack and, and test the keeper like he did. Max, Gallardini's debut reminded me of Wesley Schneider's debut, kind of thrown into the mix right away. <laughs> baptism Absolutely. by fire. Yeah, that's what uh, Absolutely. reminded that's... me that of 100%. They both played bang on. Yeah. That was a derby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> derby de la Marinina. Yeah, so <laughs> stakes are a little yeah, higher yeah. for sure. But. Exactly. I mean, there were 33,000 at the San Siro. No, respect to Wesley, of course, but uh, when you're playing 33,000 in a derby you know, it's, uh, and you've got Mourinho and you've got quality players like uh, like Milito. Eto, Milito, yeah. <laughs> Mike on and not D'Ambrosio and not Mike on, as he calls himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, hashtag we started a bit uh, thanks to him right um i thought we'd um uh, we'd we uh, as i said was going to review into season a little bit i thought we'd all just quickly uh, uh, i'll ask uh, uh, who we think has been the uh, a few categories and just name the name uh, marco uh, biggest disappointment at inter this season so far um so far this season <laughs> um well i think Jovetic has, has been pretty disastrous, but I mean, I think, uh, you know, he didn't really have that much of a, of a go. But as as far as players that have actually taken to the field, um, I'd have to say in defence, Murillo, uh, you know, hasn't had the start to the season that he had uh, last year. Uh, I think he's been disappointing and, and I guess that's had to do with, the, obviously, the change of coach, change of... Um, of of other players as well but um yeah no he i expected to have a, a better season starting the year but uh he hasn't impressed at all i think he probably had you know, one of his better matches on saturday night but that was easy <laughs> for with everyone else's playing <laughs> when we needed when when Inter needed him to um to to perform he he, he didn't perform earlier in this season I, i'd say he's probably the worst mm. what about you max is the biggest disappointment for you well, two weeks ago, I would have said Kongdobia, but uh, he's uh, turned into Patrick Vieira in the last two weeks, so uh, he's uh, not into that. Uh, what do you guys think of him real quick? Do you think Inter are going to keep him? I hope so, because I, I, I think the Vieira, the Vieira analogy, I think, is spot on, because that's what I thought when I was watching in these past two weeks. Yeah. It really reminds me of Vieira. What do you think, Marco? Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think he's been very impressive <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, I've 
It was a player, it was a, an interesting decision. I think he was chosen by Mancini or at least uh, the, the, the directors at the time and they, they paid a hell of a lot of money for him and, and they really, you know, they needed to see something. And I think it's, it's just incredible that it's Pioli that's been the one to actually get the quality, <laughs> you know, and just confidence. He was just a player that you knew he was technically gifted. He just had very little confidence. And every time he had the ball, and, you know, San Siro is not a very easy crowd. And if you start making easy errors and just, he, he basically just needed to do the simple things right. And once he started doing that, it was just all just came together for Condogbia. And I think, and then now he started to to show a bit of flair. He's doing the the spin moves, <laughs> put the crap on their feet as soon as he as he does something like that. And, you know, and and I think he's 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 appreciating it a lot more, and he's finding it a lot easier to to get into his style. So I I think yeah, he even if he doesn't play every match, as we said before about those five midfielders, you know, he he will be rotated, and I think it's a luxury that uh, Pioli can can leave him on the bench, you know, and and, and give him a bit of space, and he just needs to uh, not take that as a criticism. But, um, but and he's very young, you know. He really has a lot to prove in Serie A and and the rest of the world. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing that into keeping. Great, uh, Max. Who was your biggest disappointment of the season so far? I agree with Marco. I'm going with Murillo. I think uh, I think that uh, once Medell is healthy enough, and it seems like he's uh, getting closer to a return, I think he's going to take a spot in the central defense there. Mohamed, who's your biggest disappointment? Um, I mean, you know, you know me. I'll always say Ranocchia because he's still around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, joking aside, that uh, for me it has to be Jovetic. I think uh, Jovetic. We say he didn't get his chances, but he did in the beginning of the season. And whenever he'd come on, he just he 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 was never a team player. He'd hog the ball. He'd go for the spectacular shots. He never really made a case for himself really fight back into the team and I I don't know it, it disappointed me because you know with Kondogbia we knew like like Jovetic there's a good player in there somewhere and Kondogbia continued working on himself and, and like you like you just said uh, Marco he worked on the basics and and then built on that and you know of course he had purely to give him confidence to do that but you, you got the sense with Jovetic that he never was willing to work on the basics he always tried to uh, to do, go for the spectacular and this wasn't working for him, and it really disappointed me because he is a great player. We saw the goal that he scored against Real Madrid yesterday or the, the night before. Fantastic goal. He's a great player, but he just never, never fought enough or or, or sacrificed enough for Inter. And that's sure. that's why he disappointed me. Well, I think uh, his. You... Yeah, sorry, go, Max. I think his time uh, at Inter is perfectly summed up by that silly, uh, lazy foul against Roma, which led to their yeah. winning goal directly mm -hmm. on the free kick. That just mm -hmm. summed yeah. it up for me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Right, um, Mo. Would you like to continue by saying who, who, do you, who, uh, which, in, which has been, which has been Inter's best summer signing? Inter's best summer signing. Yeah. For, for me, I think the, the presence of of Banega and João Mario have fundamentally changed our midfield. I, mm. I think. Uh, and, and, and like you had uh, earlier said, uh, Nima, like each one of them provides something different uh, when they're on the pitch. And I just, I, I feel like I, I can't choose one or the other, uh, but the, both these guys have really stepped up the mentality, the professionalism, the quality, the vision, the, the, the work rate, uh, just the way the, 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 the team uh, 
the team takes to the field every time they're they're on the starting eleven. One of them, you know. So I I have to pick both. I can't I can't choose one over the other. For me, it's João uh, Mario. I think he's exactly the, <clears throat> the type of midfielder that Inter have been lacking. What about you, Max? Yeah, I'm going with João Mario. Um, even though I agree with you wholeheartedly, I didn't think he had his best game uh, against Kievo. Um, but uh, for most of the season, he's been bang on. Cool as a cucumber, too. Notice how he never shows any emotion. Doesn't get mad. Doesn't <laughs> yell at me. He, he doesn't. He has the same expression all the time. That's important. <laughs> he is. Uh-huh. Marco, what about you? Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I had full confidence that Joe Mario would um, would bring you know a lot of his quality to Inter, but I, I, I still get the feeling that there's a lot more of Joe Mario that we haven't seen. Uh, I, you know, from what I hear from my Portuguese friends who, you know, sporting fans that they, you know, that and they follow the, the the Portuguese league and and they really thought that he was like just such quality. And and even in the European Championships, we saw what he's capable of. And and he's fine. I mean, he's maybe taking a little bit longer than we expected to to fit in. But um, you know, from from your comments, <laughs> obviously he's impressed you guys. I uh, I have every faith in him, but uh, I I think that uh, we still have a lot more to see from João Mario. But who's who's your who do you think has been the best summer signing then? Um, well, I guess a lot was expected from Banega. Um, well, you know, I I just think um, you know, Candreva. Also, is is one of those players that um, you know he's taken his time, but but uh, you know he's he's still a very very good player. I know it, it's 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 quite it's difficult because we haven't really um, you know he's only scored a, a few goals. He scored some important goals, and and of course the number of crosses that he's put in <laughs> to nobody has been rather <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I think. It, He's probably the player that has put in the most crosses to nobody in, in all of Serie A. And, uh, but, you know, he has been there and he's been given every opportunity to shine from Pioli. And I think he's just going to get a lot better. And, and of course, uh, who can forget the, the goal um, in, in, in the derby? Yeah. That, that. But the thing about it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Interstats, uh, uh, our uh, our friend uh, Sunit, uh, who, who does our stats <clears throat> part on Interstats on Twitter, he tweeted out in the first half that Inter had crossed the ball. I think it what was it forty two times. But no, after the game, 42 times, and only 10 of them had come to, the, to another team player. And Candreva was the one who had put like. 80% of those crosses. But the thing with Akantreva is exactly like you said, Marco, that, look, he, he might, even when he has a bad game, and even though he crosses more than, I mean, he just crosses for the hell of it, but at the hell, you know, and, and, and he misses um, people, you know, uh, he misses his teammates. What happens is he, he then he, he what he does is he, he pulls off that fantastic cross for, um, for for Icardi's equalizer because that was one of the most beautiful yep. crosses I think I've I've seen in a very very long time. Absolutely. Well, um, before um, uh, we, uh, I just wanted to uh, move on and uh, say uh, just uh, quickly, <clears throat> which goal do you guys think has been the most beautiful goal? Mo, you want to go first? Um. What was that uh, Icardi goal uh, against? Uh, I, I need to remember the the second goal. Torino, yeah, the winner Torino, where huh? he uh, held off Oof. the defender, spun, yeah, and then yeah, launched yeah, it yeah, in the top yeah. corner. Oh yeah, 
that that's that's incredible uh you know you, you know i love me some icardi you know so and 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 when, when like this guy has has stepped up his 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 game like his team play his uh individual skill his technique really a joy to watch this season all season long so it's yeah this this goal in particular for me is is gem of the season so far for me the goal of the season was Icardi's outside of the right foot cross for Perisic to go against Juventus I thought that was <laughs> that was football that pornography was right, I yeah. mean yeah I mean that you know what about for you Marco who do you think which goal which inter goal has been the goal of the season so far for you hmm um I think as, as far as importance is concerned, I'm going to have to go with Perisic's header to equalize and <laughs> against, uh, oh, sorry, to win the match against uh, Juventus. I think that um, that's going to be hard to forget. I think because also I was pretty much right behind the goal when it happened. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was one that I, you know, I just, yeah. Uh, I will you, live in you, the memory for the season. But um, Are you coming yeah. out of the closet as an interista now? Is that oh, I'm, not, oh, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm saying I just happened to be there. Was, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but in all honesty, I mean, if that was the assist of the season, then Ranocchia in the derby has got to be the goal of, this, goal of the season so far. I mean, what, what was that? Do you agree with that, Max? Which one? Kandreva's uh, uh, equalizer in the derby. Yes, that was, yeah. that's what I have written down. I have Icardi against Torino and then Kandreva against Milan uh, to make it 1-1. What a shot. He, ha- he has that in his wheelhouse. Like he's so, like you alluded to, he's so maddeningly inconsistent. Like <laughs> he can't hit the broad, broad side of a barn and then he'll just curl that beautiful cross <laughs> into Icardi for the opener. And he, he reminds, I've said this before, but he reminds me of Guarín. He's not afraid to shoot from distance. And sometimes he'll, uh, he'll uh, pick the top corner like he did against Milan. That's true. Well, uh, Marco, I know we all, uh, thank you so much for staying, staying on more than you, you more than 15 minutes that I said. Um, <laughs> what, what, what happens now? Which games are you commenting this week uh, where people can listen? I will be at the San Siro on Saturday night for Milan Napoli. And uh, I'll also be doing um, Inter uh, on Sunday. So yeah, I will be. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, to you. I got to say, on a personal note, um, when I was in university, uh, I think it was 2006, 2007 in Wales, and it was Lazio Inter, and Ibrahimovic did that insane scorpion kick. You know, I, I remember you commenting that and just laughing and saying no words. And then I thought that stuck with me because that's exactly how I felt when I was watching that. I started screaming when I was watching <laughs> that. I've never seen a human being bend that way, <laughs> let alone do that on a pitch. And uh, so, yeah, I got to, you know, I, you, in my opinion, you and Owen Nielsen are the, the best out there in Europe right now. So keep doing the great work. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was watching Ibrahimovic last night, actually, in the, in the, in the Manchester United jersey. And I, I still, the question was, you know, when you see Ibrahimovic, what jersey do you see? I mean, like, do you, what is it that you associate? And I always say Inter. I think he, he was such a, a key player for, for Inter. And I'm, I, my biggest memory of Ibrahimovic uh, was obviously scoring um, against Parma in the rain uh, when he came in the second half. And, you know, and I had the pleasure of commentating that match as well. And that, <laughs> uh, that was just one of those moments that, you know, it just they stick in the memory. So. Uh, I was listening to you do that game on a Bet365 stream. I remember that, like, that was yesterday. That's one of my favorite Inter moments. That's great. Uh, good to hear. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, thank you for coming on, Marco. And we'd uh, we'll love you to have you on. And uh, bu- buon lavoro e buona partita.
Okay, grazie mille. Arrivederci. Probably good work. <laughs> Cheers. Thank Bye. You. Right. Right. Um, uh, let's uh, let's uh, move on to because tomorrow we're playing a Coppa Italia uh, match uh, against Bologna. Let's just briefly touch on that because uh, I'm just going to go out there and say that I don't give a shit about the Coppa Italia. I just I don't care about it. I just want us to do well in the Serie A. Um, so, but what I want to see again in the Coppa Italia is Gabi Gol. GB. Uh, <laughs> GB. <laughs> I want to see uh, the most. The, the 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 guy with the best life in the world right now. I mean, who gets paid millions to be a tourist in Milan and sit courtside at the San Siro doing nothing at all? I mean, I'm envious of his life. I'm really envious of him. But I want to see him actually do some work as well, beside being a, a, a being a Brazilian tourist in Milan and getting paid for it. Um, what do you, what do you think, Max? I agree. I just don't want to see Gabi goal start. From the opening whistle, I don't even want Icardi to play. Like you, Europa League, Coppa Italia, it means nothing to me. What, do you, what about you, Mohamed? Yeah, I, th- this is exactly the one line I had like prepared for a preview for a potential pre- preview of this game. I don't care about it. All I want to see is Gabriel Barbosa, minute one <laughs> to minute ninety. All I care about. That's it. <laughs> Brilliant. So let's just say that we don't care how the game goes. Or we, or we, we, instead of predicting the result, let's predict how many minutes we think Gabigol will get. Mohamed, you say 90 minutes. Max, yeah, you, 90. You, 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 think, you think he gets 90 minutes? <clears throat> if not now, then when? Touche, <laughs> touche. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I hope, I don't think he's going to get 90 minutes. I think he'll get. 75. I think he'll start and then he'll be brought up uh, when like 15 minutes left. So I'll take it. I'll take 75 and I'll take 60. I just want to see the guy play. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Right, let's move on to uh, the uh, uh, the more important game, uh, the Serie A game against Palermo on uh, Sunday afternoon, which Marco Palmieri said he's commenting. Um, and as I said, as we said last week, uh, we start these previews by allowing our preview guy on Semprinter, Mohamed Nassar, take us away uh, and give us a preview of the game. Take it away, Mohamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another big game. We travel all the way down south uh, for uh, Crazy Zamparini's uh, Palermo uh, team in shambles. Honestly, uh, there's, there's absolutely no predicting how this game could go uh, realistically. Or we know that logically it should be a, a really a, you know a walk in the park for Inter. Uh, no suspensions, uh, no injuries. Everyone's back and fit. So uh, so yeah, more of the same. I think uh, press on, play as if you're playing at home. Maybe I reckon with the way that uh, things are moving with Palermo at the moment, there might be uh, a bigger Inter uh, crowd at uh, the Barbera Stadium than uh, the home supporters. And yeah, no, I, I personally think that uh, it should be treated like a like a, a home game, uh, full uh, full attack, go for the three points right from the start, and and uh, I think very very winnable. Definitely so. I mean, they Palermo are in complete freefall, uh, and um, so yeah, definitely. Um, personally, I got to say that I, I think they, they they do Palermo have some really good players, and especially a good player they have right now is Robin Quaison, the Swedish uh, winger, who is going to be faced against either Ansaldi or D'Ambrosio or Nagatomo or Santon. And this kid is technical. He's fast. He's 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 got a good finish on him. 
I I'm, I definitely think he will get he will score a goal. Not because. Um, uh, you know, simply because of the fact that he's so good, and the no matter who he plays will be so poor. Uh, so uh, I, I think he he will he will, he will definitely. But we need to definitely help to, to prevent him uh, from getting uh, from attacking spaces on counter attacks because he can really hurt you. Um, and he, he's, he's, he's this this kid has been one of those kids that when when he started playing at 17, 18, 19, he was you know he started he scored in champion in like Europa League qualifiers. And he, it's taken him a year or two to get into Italian football, uh, but now I think he's doing really good, uh, and and he's 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 a player to watch out for. Uh, what 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 do you want to see, Max, against Palermo? What's the most important thing you want to see? I just want to see a business-like approach against Palermo. I mean, all signs are pointing towards a, a runaway Inter victory. Personally, I don't think it's going to be that easy. But just looking at the table here. 14 losses. Uh, yeah, 10 points. Like, they're pretty much already relegated. Empoli is the next closest club with 18. Um, they're, in, they're in free fall. Like, you're absolutely right. But I just want to see a business-like performance. Let's take get a lead in the first half. None of this comeback stuff scoring in the 85th yeah. minute. Let, yeah, let's just get on them early, and I'll be happy with a 2 nothing victory. You, you know, so that, uh, last week when we spoke about the the the, the cable game, we, we we agreed that we wanted that from the, the exact like the performance that we wanted from the cable game, just uh, at the Palermo game. You know, uh, no, like you said, no coming, having to come back from a goal behind, no nothing, go in, show no mercy, get the job done. Thank you very much. See you back in Milan. On to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I didn't. I wanted to us to win 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I got to say, um, I the jinx is still alive. Did you guys see that? <laughs> the Nina reverse jinx is alive and well. <laughs> it's doing really well. Cause I, like 10 seconds after I tweeted out, Candreva's having an awful night. He pulls off that cross that we haven't seen since the days of Moriero in the derby. Like, it was, <laughs> where did that come from? And it was like, I, I, oh, it's, it's God bless that. This 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 inverted jinx is just brilliant. Um, <laughs> right. No. So uh, prediction time. I think I, I think we'll win uh, two one. I think uh, Quaison will score. I think uh, Icardi and uh, Perisic will score again. I think the dynamic duo will continue to score goals. And I think the winner will come on Inter time, eighty fifth minute. Uh, Max, what about uh, you? Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Max, you want? Yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be 2 nothing victory. Um, for Inter, and I agree with the goal scorers. I think Icardi and Perisic are hot right now, and uh, they're going to continue uh, firing in all cylinders. Mohamed? Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm also with Max. Uh, clean sheet for Inter. I, I don't think... Uh, uh, I don't think we're gonna let any let in any goals. I think uh, uh, two or three nil, maybe. Because uh, I mean, against Palermo, if you score two, then you might as well score three, right? Uh, <laughs> no, really, really. I mean, yeah, the team drops their head. You get the second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I think it's a it's a clean sheet. It's uh, at least uh, two goals, uh, if not three. I think two of the goals will come from Icardi. And then, um, if there's a third, I'd like to th- I'd like to see it come from one of the midfielders. Uh, you know, depends on if uh, if it's Scaliardini or or, uh, or Juan Mario, but one of these two guys gets a gets a goal. Be nice to see as well. 
Nice. Uh, personally, I think I will jinx this time around. I'll jinx. Um, I will jinx Kondogbia this time around because I think he will have a crappy game. Uh, uh, no, actually, Brozovic. I think I'll jinx Brozovic this time because he's back. I think he'll come on and like do something stupid, and I say that's awful, and then he will score. He will do amazing assist to uh, Perisic for his second goal. So my my money is on the inverted jinx on on Brozovic well, this time. Well, that's actually a good a good point that you raised. I mean, we were just talking about that earlier. Who, who's who's going to start in the middle uh, in the midfield? Gagliardini and Brozovic for me. So he drops Kondogbia after he's had the best, most outstanding performance in Inter Jersey so far. Or he plays four three three with the three of them. Like he 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 lets João Mario and Banega he puts them on the bench. Uh, because it's, it's uh, a game. It's a game yeah. where their midfield, I mean, Kondogbia gives you physique, uh, yeah. Brozovic gives you dyna dynamic runs and, 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 and a pace, and uh, Gagliardini gives you brains and uh, good shooting and timing and the, the and, and incredible ability to read where the ball is going to be i mean when i when you know when when i was doing his article you know translating his article which was by far the longest article i ever written in my life 2400 words because <laughs> <laughs> we we did that entire his entire presentation when that was a huge success for interviews 300,000 questions came in and it felt like he answered all of them as well but um, no, but it, when I did that, he kept saying that his strongest ability is his vision and his ability to see where the ball is going to be before it's there. And I, it's kind of hard to not agree with that. And, and those three together are pretty complete. So I'm, I'm going to say Brozovic, Kondogbia and Gayadini. And, and, and that means that uh, the guy, the three of us, pretty much agreed on being uh, the best summer signing sits yeah. on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Rotation. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, yeah, someone's got to pay. You know, it's uh, you can't play them all. You can't play them no. all. No. What do you think, Max? What do you think the midfield trio will look like? I think Gagliardini and uh, Kongdobi again beside each other with Juan Mario in front. I think that he's Pioli's going to stick with that. I don't think. I think Brozovic will get in the Coppa Italia game, but I don't think he's going to start from the opening whistle against Palermo. Mm, nice one. Well, we'll see. Um, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, rip the piss out of, as well as mock something in the world of football, starting with my favorite segment of the week, Frog of the Week with Mr. Max DeLuca. <laughs> We're... This one's a doozy. We're not going to go with Paul Pogba. That one's too easy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into the... Which, which part getting... of the Pogba are you mean? Do you mean his ridiculous Yeah, there, there's a couple different, yeah. Oh, my goodness. His ridiculous hairstyle or that ridiculous arm? A handball in the area. I mean, take your pick. <laughs> there's a lot to choose from, from Pogba, that, yeah. But uh, we're going to go all the way to Guam in the lower leagues. Um, there was a match between... Uh, uh, Napa Rovers and uh, Guam Shipyard. Okay, so <laughs> the, names, the names. All right, just work work with me here. I'm gonna get there. Um, there was this uh, guy named Ashton Serber of uh, Napa Rovers, and he scored a, an incredible bicycle kick. So ran towards the sidelines as you would. You would expect an exuberant celebration uh, from a bicycle kick. So he he took his uh, jersey off to reveal a, a t-shirt that said, marry me with a question mark. <laughs> so he's, he's pointing, he's pointing to the, he's pointing uh, into the crowd at his girlfriend, um, trying to get her attention. 
he, he gets on one knee and the referee comes sprinting in behind him and gives him a yellow card while he's doing this. Like, so the referee in the Guam, Guam League between Napa Rovers and Guam Shipyard is our Renakia of the week. <laughs> Please tell me there's a YouTube clip of this. I just pulled it there's up. There's a video. I'm it now. Did you send that? I'm putting. I'm. I'm definitely putting that in the in the article for this pod because that is simply fantastic. It's not the best quality, but uh, you get the gist of it. You can you can see what's going on. Genius. I gotta ask. Uh, how did you come across this, uh, Max? Don't, I don't, don't ruin the mystery. Okay. Don't ruin the All mystery. Right. Okay. No one, no one does the frog of the week better than Max DeLuca. I mean, that's, that's your first yeah, segment. Yeah. I mean, this that's is the frog of the week to kill all frogs of the week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so don't kill. Let, let Max work his all magic. Right. Okay. Know? Silencio. All right. Yeah, silencio. Don't, you know, it's, like, it's like standing behind David Blaine. You don't do that. I mean, let him work his magic. <laughs> right. Let's move uh, to... Um, the uh, uh, still on the positive side of things, uh, the this week's Morati with Mr. Mohammed Nasser. Oh my god, he is beautiful! He is beautiful, yeah! Yeah, I think uh, it was a toss up for me between uh, either uh, Gagliardini or uh, Jovicic, one, one serious and one less serious. Uh, seriously, it has to be. Uh, Gagliardini, uh, Maratti of the Week, uh, I don't think anyone could have expected uh, a youngster to fit in uh, so seamlessly uh, and, and have such, an in, such a positive impact on, on, on a troubled team or, or let's say by now a previously troubled team like Inter has been earlier in the season. Um, hats off to him. You know, a lot of responsibility. Uh, he's replacing Inter's uh, inform midfielder. A lot of uh, pressure on him, and he goes in. You know, uh, uh, rocking out with his cock out, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, really like uh, there's there's there, you you can't you can't you can't imagine this guy is like on his second Serie A season. Uh, really, really impressive stuff. Uh, high level, top level, calm, cool headed, uh, gutsy, and and you know got the job done spectacularly, but got the job done. So I can only expect fantastic things. And I mean, we're we're earlier talking about uh, competition for those uh, three positions uh, for the two spaces behind the trequartista and uh, the four two three one. This is only going to make Brozovic and and Kondogbia train harder and 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 work harder and, and they're up their levels. So really fantastic stuff. But shout out to Jovicic for maybe getting sold to Sevilla 414, for letting them exercise their option to buy him 414 million. I mean, I think uh, for me, for me, that's, um, it, it's just that Jovicic thing is just brilliant because it's a win-win situation for Inter because if he does really well with Sevilla, as he seems to be doing, they will buy him for 14 million. But if they don't do it, then Inter get an informed player that has scored loads of goals and been brilliant in La Liga, and someone is bound to come and get him for at least 15, 16 million, 20 million. You know what I mean? So I think for me, that's a win-win situation. Uh, so I'm happy about that. 
Right. Uh, now it's time for the negative part of the week, starting with uh, starting myself presenting the moji of the week. After uh, Fiorentina beat uh, Juventus last night, Massimo Allegri went out on the most crankiest rant, an embarrassing rant, and most childish rant I think I've seen so far this season as to why uh, Juventus lost. It was He sounded like a four-year-old. His, the reason for, for losing was because all teams always do their best against us. Yeah, that's what they're kind of there to do. <laughs> I mean, and and his what? Because you don't play Atalanta and uh, other and and Sassuolo, who you guys have given each other a nod, and they you get to walk all over them. I mean, I'm sorry that they put up a fight. I mean, it's nonsense. And his entire rant afterwards, and he just kept embarrassing himself. And I can really recommend uh, people to to if you want a good laugh or if. You know, if, if you laugh at things, if you're the kind of person who can watch a really tone-deaf person make a fool of themselves on an American Idol or a or a X Factor audition, then you'll find it funny. But if you're like me, where you want to go and hide and put a pillow over your head, then <laughs> then then that's the sensation I got when I was watching Allegri embarrass himself. So for me, the moji of the week is without a doubt Mr. Massimiliano Allegri of Juventus. And we have to respect and uh, give double points to uh, Moji of the Week that is from Juventus. So hats off to you, Nima, for that. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Bonus Thanks point. That. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, with that, uh, I'd like to thank uh, I, I'd like to thank David Schiavone and Marco Palmieri for joining us. And I'd like to thank you guys as well, Mohamed. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you for listening. And also, Mr. The, the King of Frogs of the Week, Mr. Max DeLuca. And God bless your archive, your YouTube archive, or whoever you follow in social media where you can find stuff like this. Always Thanks. have a great time on the show. Appreciate it, Nima. And uh, that's all for this week. We'll join you. We'll be back next week. And until then, sempre e solo. Forza Inter.